Welcome to Harmony Christian Church Podcast. For more information about us, visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org. Well, you know, it's been five weeks since I've stood behind this pulpit. Isn't that crazy? Five weeks. We had Matthew Seibel, who preached one week for us. He was sitting right there. He must, I must have already offended him. He's, he's gone. I haven't even started, and they're walking out. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Now, he, he, he preached for us uh, the very first week, did an incredible job. So thankful for that gift in this house. Uh, and, and so was so blessed by that. Then Pastor Ron took the reins and uh, preached three of the, I think three of those weeks that we were gone. Uh, and then we also had Harmony House Sunday. Um, and it just, just an incredible time. So uh, I don't think you all missed me too much. There was some great stuff happened, some great preaching. And the word of God just absolutely moved. But uh, yeah, it's been about five weeks. Within that five weeks, I've had two vacations. Not bragging any, but I had two vacations within those five weeks. It was pretty awesome. Uh, so I'm gonna get into a little bit of that here in a minute. But before I do, I wanna begin reading here in a familiar chapter in uh, John chapter four. Are y'all ready this morning? You ready for the word? Amen, all right, let's get into it. So John chapter four, starting in verse five, it says, Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field of Jacob that Jacob had given to his son Joseph long ago. Wearied by his long journey, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well. He sent his disciples into the village to buy food for it was already afternoon. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, give me a drink of water. Surprised, she said, why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? And Jesus replied, if you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you would ask me for a drink and I would give to you living water. The woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket and this well is very deep. So where do you find this living water? Do you really think that you are greater than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank from it himself along with his children and livestock? And Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks from the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding in you with endless life. As I said, Amber and I had, had, had five weeks uh, off from being behind the pulpit, not five weeks in a row. We did, we did work within that, that time period, but we had two vacations. The first vacation, uh, was just Amber and I and the kids. We got to go to Tennessee, one of our absolute favorite places, the Smoky Mountains. And we stayed in a, the first few days, we stayed in a cabin. Uh, we went horseback riding one day, which a funny story, I, maybe I'll tell at a later date uh, on that. I don't have time to get into that for no reason. There's literally, I was gonna tell the story, but there's literally no application at all. I just wanted to tell the story. So for time's sake, I will leave the story out and save it for maybe another day. But we went horseback riding on the, on the horseback trail. We got to see a black bear, which uh, anybody who knows me, I absolutely love bears. So that was really fun. As soon as we saw it, my kids go, dad, dad, look, a bear. You know, they knew that, that I wanted it. So I hopped off my horse and 
pulled the saddle off and saddled up the bear and I rode it the rest of the trail. Cause I'm just that kind of man, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, we, it, was, it was super relaxing. We had just a blast. So spent the first few weeks, first few days in the cabin uh, with this incredible view of the mountains. Then moved on, we went, uh, stayed at a resort uh, with a water park. And so we swam and hit the wave pool and went down slides the whole time. Just an amazing trip. So we, we do that, we come home, we work a little bit uh, in between just at the office doing things around the church. And then a few weeks later, we leave on a sec- our second vacation of the year and uh, go with Paul and Pam and James and Dee and that side of the family. We go uh, to Wisconsin Dells. How many of you have been to Wisconsin Dells before? Yeah, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful place. So we spend, uh, was it four or five days there and eating at restaurants, some better than others, right, Paul? <laughs> eating at restaurants, uh, going to shops. Uh, there's there, the place where we stayed had another water park, so we did a lot more swimming. Uh, so I am, I am watered out. I'm just going to say that. Uh, when, but just spent all kinds of time together as a family. Incredibly restful and relaxing. It was just incredible. I don't know if I've ever had two vacations in the summer. I don't know if we ever will again. That'd be awesome. But uh, just an incredible time. So we get home Monday uh, from Wisconsin Dells uh, this past Monday. And then Tuesday hits. And I would have thought all of the rest we got from two weeks of vacation, that the energy that we received from that would have lasted maybe a little bit longer. But we get home on Tuesday and phone calls and, and emails and, and meeting after meeting and planning the block party and running to Kokomo and to Marion and to Indianapolis and everywhere else. It was like by the time I hit Wednesday, I was like, it doesn't even feel like I've been on vacation at all, right? Just all of the energy already spent. My body already, my mind, really more than anything, my mind already exhausted just from the exhaustion of life, the fatigue of just life, right? Having a job, having kids, feeding kids, taking kids places, giving kids bath. Can you see a theme here? There's where most of the exhaustion comes from. (laughs) Just living life. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Just the fatigue of life hits And there's not enough vacations in the year to make up for living every single day and the fatigue it causes. You know, one of the most common words and phrases I hear as an adult from from others' mouths and my own mouths is, man, I'm tired. How, How many of you know what I'm saying? How many of you say that at least once a day you go, man, I'm just tired. I know I say it at least once a day. And you know, when I say that, I'm realizing I'm not talking even about my physical body. Like my physical body isn't even tired. Most of the time when we hear that expression, we're just talking about our minds, like our capacity for the day. We're just exhausted. We're fatigued. We're just tired from living every single day. And like I said, there's not enough vacations in the world to make up for that. So so let's go back to this story of the woman at the well now. So you have this woman, uh, Christian tradition tells us her name was Fotini, which I won't get into all of that. That's an incredible story. I, incre- I, I, I encourage you to look up the name Fotini and just read the, the history, the, 
the tradition of, of who this woman is, but this woman at the well, she lives in a desert-like climate there in the Middle East, right? And not modern day where she has a, a fountain in her house where water just comes into her house like we do. No, she has to every day go down to Jacob's well with her bucket and her pitchers. She has to dip her bucket into the well, draw up the water and put it in her pitchers and carry it back to her house every single day in order for her to be satisfied from this desert climate that she lives in. She every day has to go to this well and draw water every single day. And I was thinking about all of this this morning or this earlier this week of the vacations and the time off and, and the rest and, and thinking, man, those vacations are like this woman going to the well every single day and having to dip into the well and draw up in order to be satisfied, in order to find some relief and some rest. But the thing is, is that water every single day, every single night, that water ran out. And she'd have to go back the next morning to the well and draw from the well. And I think we find ourselves in that same situation a lot of times. We get tired, we get exhausted, and we're looking for a place to find refreshment, looking for a place to find some, some satisfaction, find some, some relief. And so maybe we take a vacation. If I can just get to vacation, I'll be good, right? If I can just crawl my way to vacation, then I'll get some time off, and then when I get back, I'll be good to go, right? Or maybe, maybe we oh, vacation's still four months away, so I'm tired. I'm going to hit up some Netflix tonight, right? I'm going to binge watch. Uh, I don't know. We, I guess I don't a show. I, I can't think of a show at the moment. Whatever you watch, whatever you're into, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to just I'm just going to lose myself in Netflix for a while, so I can just get my mind off of everything else. Or maybe I'm going to go fishing for the day and just leave my phone in the truck, right? There's, we, we find this temporary relief, which is all great. I'm not bad-mouthing any of that. I do all of those things. We need vacations, right? We need vacations. We need some time to just relax. But the problem is all of those things are wonderful in the moment, but they all dry up. Eventually. You may be able to binge a show for two days straight, but eventually that show's gonna end, right? You're gonna hit the season finale, you're gonna know what happens and you're gonna have to move on, right? You're gonna have to come back to the real world. Eventually the vacation ends, Monday hits, and you've gotta come back. We hit this place where those wells run dry, right? Where we've gone to the well, we've drawn, we've got our buckets full, but we've drank all the water and it was so refreshing but we're thirsty again. We're thirsty again, right? So this is what the woman at the well finds herself in. But then something happens. Jesus is walking through, right? He comes into the village. I love what it says. I believe in verse six, it says, Jesus was wearied from his journey. Now, now I don't know about you. I've read over that passage, I don't know how many times and just went on. But, but I love it because it shows, we, we all know that Jesus was God, but it shows the humanity of Jesus, that Jesus was actually physically tired. 
he was physically exhausted, it says, and that he was wearied from his journey. So he propped himself up against the well. And I love this part. He propped himself up against the well. And then he told his boys, the disciples, he said, you guys go into town and get some food and bring it back, right? He, he, he says, I'm going to stay here. You guys go ahead and get food and bring it back to me. How many of you have ever tried that with maybe your spouse, right? Like, like, babe, I am tired today. Why don't you take the kids and go on the Elwood? I'm just going to rest for a while. That doesn't normally go well in my house. You know, she's like, no, you're coming with me. If I'm going, you're going, right? But Jesus tells his disciples, go into town and get some food. As they're in town getting food, the woman, at the, the Samaritan woman comes to the well. She begins drawing. We know the story where she, he, Jesus asked for a drink of water and we just read the dialogue. But I love what Jesus says. I'm going to read it in verse in verse 10 and 14, let me read it again to you. It says, Jesus replied, if you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd ask me for a drink and I would give to you living water. The woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket and this well is very deep. And then we'll skip on down where Jesus replied in verse 13. He says, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. Church, if, if we just keep drinking from the well of vacations and Netflix and scrolling Facebook or whatever escape we have, that well will eventually become dry and we'll be thirsty again. But then he goes on and he says, but if anyone drinks the living water that I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying drawing from the well is good, but there is a better way. There is a more satisfying way, a more lasting way to find refreshment. And that refreshment is the water that I give, which becomes in you a gushing fountain of living water. And that he says this, that never runs dry. Jesus is telling us that there is a better way to find rest than just these physical, these material ways of resting, which are wonderful and they're great. Even Jesus sat down at the well to rest, but there is a way to rest that will, will never run dry and you can remain totally satisfied. I love the phrase the Lord gave to me when thinking about this, that there is a big difference between physical rest and being at rest. Let me say it again. There is a big difference between physical rest and being at rest. I think uh, I could go around the room and everybody who volunteered yesterday, last night, could tell you that their body is probably still a little bit tired and sore from yesterday. I can tell you that my body is absolutely tired and sore from yesterday, but I can tell you that my spirit is completely at rest. That there is a joy living on the inside of me that no fatigue could ever take away. And it's because 
Because when you drink from the fountain that Jesus gives, that it becomes in you this living well, this living fountain, this gushing fountain that just overflows out of you. And it says it never runs dry. I'm gonna, there's an, it says, it talks more about that in, uh, in Psalms, or not Psalms, I'm sorry, in John chapter seven. I'm gonna, for time's sake, uh, go over that verse, but look up John chapter seven, verse 37 and 38, if you're taking notes. Uh, go to that later. Jesus speaks more. He talks about the fountain of living water that comes out of you. He talks about the river that comes from your innermost being. But a few days ago, uh, last Wednesday morning, I was able to go on, uh, it was a staff chaplain retreat. So if you don't know, I'm a, I, uh, I am a staff chaplain at Colonial Oaks uh, Health and Rehab there in Marion. I do that uh, on the side. And uh, we had a day retreat where uh, the the leadership of TLC, the management company, uh, just took all of our all of the staff or chaplains at the different facilities, and we had just uh, an incredible time at Taylor University. I left with two bags full of just resources and books. I'm gonna have to build another bookshelf, I think, just for the books I got from that day. It was awesome. Amber wasn't real thrilled, but I was so happy. It was awesome, but. We're there that day and the day is going incredibly well. Towards the end of the day, we meet in one of the uh, chapel halls of Taylor University and we're all sitting in there and uh, Brock Meyer, all of you know Brock, uh, gets up and he begins speaking. And he actually begins speaking on the river of living water, the fountain. He begins speaking about this topic of, of finding rest in the, in the river. And it was like, you know, as, as, as a preacher, some of you who speak know what I'm talking about, but there's times where you speak and it comes from a place of preparation, comes from a place of studying, comes from a place of, of just knowing the word. But then there's other times you speak where the Holy Spirit just takes over and there's no amount of studying, there's no amount of preparation you can do to uh, allow that amount of that, that anointing to do, just flow out of you. And, uh, and so that's what was happening. Brock got up and spoke. And at first it was just coming out of, of his preparation. And then all of a sudden he just hit this flow and the Holy Spirit just took over and just the weight of glory, just uh, of, of the glory of the Lord just filled the room. And we spent probably about 10, 15 minutes in that, that atmosphere. And I can tell you, that the 15 minutes I spent in that room in the presence of the Lord in the river like that was far more relaxing and restful than both vacations put together. That that moment in his presence for that 10 and 15 minutes was more rejuvenating, more life-giving than the two vacations put together that I was able to experience. Because being in that river being in that flow is life to you. It is endless life. I love how Psalms 1 describes it. It says, it says that, uh, let me just read it. It says that the, here, I'll read it so I don't mess it up. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its seasons, whose leaf also shall not wither. 
and whether and whether whatever he does shall prosper. That when you are planted like a tree by the river of living water and your roots go down into that river, that it says that your leaf does not wither. It says that everything you do prospers, that no matter what season of life you're in, whether you're in a season of grieving, whether you're in a season of struggle, whether you're in a season of joy, no matter what season you're in, it says you constantly bear fruit because your roots go down into the river. When you spend time in the river, when you spend time in his presence, it creates a rest on the inside of you and you become unshakable. I have this picture up here of this tree. One of our uh, favorite places in Gatlinburg is right here. Uh, at this tree. It's uh, on a trail that we go hiking on every time we go to Tennessee. And uh, the, tr- the, the trail goes along this riverbed uh, through, through the mountains there, through the, the uh, state park there. And if you look at this tree, it's this, you can't see the whole tree, but it's this massive, massive tree that goes up and it's right in the middle of the river. There's like this little island in the middle of the river, and this tree, huge tree, is just growing up right in the middle. And if you look at the picture, you see all of these giant boulders, these giant rocks, all pressed up against the tree. And you can't see it in the picture, but in front of the tree, it's just it's just all smooth water. And all of these rocks are behind it. And so what, what looks like what happened is, is this tree grew up in the middle of this river, And when all of these boulders began moving downstream, they hit this tree and were stopped dead in their tracks. And before, and and like I said, in front of the tree, it's just clear and it's just water. And all of these giant boulders are just piled up behind this tree. And the strength of this tree to do that, the the picture really doesn't do it justice. These boulders were massive. And the strength that it takes for this tree to hold all of these boulders back is absolutely amazing. And the reason it's able to do that is because its roots go down into the river. And it's constantly drawing nutrients and strength from the river. And it's grown up into this massive tree that holds boulders back. That, they're, that, the, that the, all of these giant boulders were not able to even make the tree move an inch. And it's this perfect picture of Psalms 1. That when you are a tree planted by the river, that everything you do will prosper. That, that in every season you will prosper. That your leaf will never wither or die. But that you will constantly be fruitful in every season. And I love this picture that when you're a tree planted in the river, nothing can move you. Nothing can move you. That no matter what life throws your way, no matter what difficulties come, when you are planted in the river, that you are unmovable because you are drawing strength from a source that other trees are not drawing from. That when other trees fall down in the forest, you are remaining strong because your roots are in the river. That there is a difference between physical rest 
and being at rest. That when you are in the river, when you are planted in the river, that you, you may physically get tired, but there is a strength inside of you. There is a rest on the inside of you. There is a joy and a peace on the inside of you that makes you absolutely unmovable. And any obstacle, any challenge you face will have, have, uh, have no bearing upon you. But you will be planted and you will be strong and you will be unmovable by anything life throws your way. We just have to get in the river. We just have to get in the river. Hallelujah. Church, we just have to get in the river. You may ask, what does that, what does that look like? I know I've, I've been speaking a lot in metaphor. What does it look like to be in the river? What does it look like to be planted? What your roots to be in the river? Church, we've talked about it a hundred times. It's relationship. It's day, daily face-to-face encounters with the Father. It's, you know, in, in, in both John 4 and John 7, it actually says that that river is the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. It's it's recognize, we sang about it this morning. It's recognizing that person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and interacting with him and allowing him to move on the inside of you and being obedient to his nudges and being obedient to what he has or what he's saying to you. It's allowing that river to flow out of you. It's accessing that river. If, if maybe, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's spending time praying in the Spirit. It's, it's just dwelling with Him on a daily, consistent basis. It's, instead of turning on Netflix, it's going into your room and shutting the door and praying to your Father who is in the secret place and seeing your Father who is in the secret place reward you openly. Church, if we want true, genuine rest, if we want to be unmovable, then we have to let our roots grow into the river. We have to let our roots grow into the river. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and stand with me this morning. Church, there is a difference between physical rest and being at rest. My prayer this morning is that we would find ourselves in a state we are, where we are continually at rest, where we are continually at rest and content, that our spirits are never weak and are never tired, but we have strength that others may not know of, that we have a strength that is in us a living water, uh, that is in us a river of living water, a gushing fountain that continually produces joy and peace. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray over each person here this morning. God, I pray for a grace to jump into the river. God, I, I pray for those who maybe have found themselves uh, away from the river on the shoreline. God, I pray that you would just guide them to that place 
of refreshment, that you would guide them to the place where the well never runs dry. Father, and that you would, uh, that you would just encounter them in a way where their roots would grow down into the river. And Father, that they would be satisfied, that they would find real satisfaction, not temporary satisfaction, not temporary relief, but they would find a place of relief and of satisfaction that never ends, that never runs dry. And Father, for those of us who have experienced that river, God, I, I, I pray, Father, that, that we would grow deeper into that river. Father, that, Lord, that just as it talks about in Isaiah, how the water first is at the knees and then it's at the waist and then before long it's over our head. Father, I pray that we would be overhead in the river, Father. God, that we would go deeper into the river and find ourselves just flowing. And, and actually, a river, eventually, when, you're, when the river is over your head, you no longer are even in control anymore. That you are being run by the river. That wherever the river takes you is where you go. God, I pray that we would find ourselves in that place. That wherever the river leads us, God, that we would move along with that river. God, I pray that those in this room this morning who are exhausted who are fatigued, who are mentally drained, Father, that there would be refreshment today for them in this river. That all anxiety, that all nervousness, that all fatigue would just be lifted off this morning and that they would find rest in this place of the river. Hallelujah. God, we honor you today. We thank you for the gift the gift of the fountain, the gift of the river that you have given us. And we choose today to access that daily so we can have strength. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen.